Okay. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Load of Balls. And I'm delighted to be joined by uh, the highest grossing listenership in the show, Ronan McCartan, again with all his knowledge and know-how. And this time we are joined by Sammy McGrath as well. Sanga, all good? Uh, thanks for thanks for including me, Feggy. I'm delighted to be here. That's good. At least, well, I was I was going to say your know-how, and but that would I'd be lying. Oh, most definitely. Now I'm only out of confessions. Are graveyard mass, so I can't I can't be telling any lies tonight. You know. So we're on a on a three-way call here, Sammy. So um, if your questions are that long. In person, I would hit this here over the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, great to have you back on the show, mate. Cheers, John. Thanks a million. Sammy, how you going, boy? Well, Ronnie, keep my well, Chief. Not too bad, not too bad. Um, we'll just go straight back into it. And it's the big one in uh, Division 4, Ronnie. It's Dundrum against St. Paul's. Um, this is top of the table clash. And how did it fur out? Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, speaking to a couple of people who were at the game as well. So, um, obviously, being in Dundrum, St. Paul's were up by four when going into the last 10 minutes. Dundrum kicked the last four scores of the game. So, um, Big Kieran Walsh and Cormac Venny got the last four between them. Um, so, St. Paul's will probably be, be looking at that game as maybe one that slipped away. Um, probably going into the game, they would have liked to got a result against Dundrum, but probably then, whenever they, they look back on it, they're probably thinking to themselves that it was an advantage maybe back to Dundrum again because Dundrum still still remain top of the league and they've all played the same amount of games. And it's going to be between them two teams, Ronnie? I think so. I think so. Um, some balls in City the last time are they're, they're training very hard. There's, there's a young fella, Sean Tucker, plays for them. Funnily enough, uh, we were just trying to find out about them, but um, we actually played them in a minor game three or four years ago with, with Bally Martin mm-hmm. when I was over them, and there was a young fella that just tore us to shreds, and I just asked their, their manager at the time, I said, who's that young fella? And he told me his name, and I forgot him, and just talking to a couple of Dundrum boys this year, they, they, they say he would score a lot of points at, at that league. Um, okay. he's, he's a nice young full forward, like, and he scored five points again against them, so... Um, he seems to be putting up big scores. He's put up a couple of big scores this year. So if St Paul's are to go anywhere this year, they'll they'll be relying on him. But just looking at the leagues, the Dundrum's now two points clear. As I said and the top four in that league's all played six games. So I, I can't see Dundrum getting caught. I, I didn't. I thought they would win the league as, as it is, but that yeah. was a good result for St Paul. So maybe in the return fixture, if they can get two, get a win up, they'll be they'll be ahead of them in head to head. So there'll still be a big in there in, in Hollywood to come. Yeah, they'll have to put the pressure on them just to uh, hopefully Dundrum slip up. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Division 3, there's a top-of-the-table clash as well, and it was Shamrocks versus Anna Clone, and it finished the draw. Yeah, 2.15 apiece. Um, a big a high-scoring game. Again, Shamrocks are, Shamrocks are putting up big scores. They put up something very similar to Bally Martin. Um, they put up a big score against Hattie Cole, and, and then they've done the same uh, again against Anna Clone. So, Again, it leaves Anna Clone pretty tight there at the top of Division 3. Anna Clone are now on, on 15 points from Gaff and Shamrock's both right behind them. Um, 
called it last time. Dungaff were really going well. They've they've a couple of big results in Morn in the last two weeks as well. So they'll be they'll be really pushing Anaclone now. Anaclone, the only thing Anaclone have over Drumgaff and Shamrocks is now they've probably got a better head to head. They they've beat Drumgaff, which will give them a head to head, and the Shamrocks now to go to Anaclone. So they'll probably be looking to win that one. Um, the return fixture and that'll give them a better head to head there. So. Their score difference is the top in the league as well, which it all comes down to if there's, there's three or more teams level yeah. on points that'll go to score difference, or if there's only two teams that'll go to head to head. So they're they're probably Kieran Manning will be looking at himself there, thinking he's he's in good shape, he's top of the league, and he's got a better head to head than than the two chasing him. Do you think that's uh, enters managers' heads now? You know, coaches, managers that they're thinking now head to heads and score difference at this stage I've, of the league. Well, I just think you have to, like, from from our just from our own point of view. I know every score, every point. Believe it or not, I, I learned it last year with Polly Martin. You try to win your games big, and you you try to lose your games small because yeah. head to heads come into it, point scores come in, or point difference comes into it, and and definitely, I I think just from my own point of view, anyway, and I'm sure maybe Sammy will say the same. They're, they're maybe just looking around. You get an extra point. You get an extra position in the league, and it's all just psychological. Do you know what I mean? And like Anna Clone will be going in that knowing now that they've got a better head to head in them teams and better score difference and Drumgaff and Shamrocks maybe will be having to try and chase them a wee bit, trying to put bigger scores up. So I definitely do think it has a, a big factor in games. Sammy, just to bring you in there is you know, with the management team that you're involved with, has it been talked about yet, head to heads or score difference or that or uh, Shady, to be honest with you, it it hasn't cropped up um, it, it's not something it's not something we, we have discussed or anything like that there to, to be fair um, just been funny when Roni was talking about that there I, uh, I actually th- was thinking back to one of the episodes we did or I think it might have been the first or second one I think big 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 uh, Connor Deegan was on and, and we were yeah. we were chatting about that there and I think actually I think it was you that brought it up you know, in the sense that um, some teams like to go out, and as Roni said, if, if they are going to get beat, they don't want to get beat by that much. And if they if they if they can be ruthless, um, by all accounts, they go out and, 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 and nail a team. If it's ten points at half time, they'll want they'll want to win by twenty points. Um, you know, probably as I say, like it, it, it has happened in in. The divisions last year, Roni Roni's highlighted there, where <clears throat> you know some some teams have fallen victim of of low scoring or you know um, a minus score difference or a head to head, and you know yeah, when it comes- well, that's what, yeah, I would have. You know, that's what my advice to any coach or manager is: pay pay heed to your your score difference because, as Roni said, they're psychological as well, even. You know, a place or two up up the table whenever it's it's close. Boys look at the boys look at the league tables, and you know it is. If you're sitting there and maybe uh, there's four teams on, on four points or anything out there, you could find yourself halfway up the table. You know, on head to heads and score difference. So you, you know, look at Alex Clone last year. We like Alex Clone got relegated last year from Division um, Two on head to head because we we were level with them with Bally Martin, and yeah. we, we had a better head to head on that. That's what. We got a draw the last game and they they won and, and we put them down and then we ended the playoff. So 
I I would say without a doubt it'll be on Anna Clone's heads if they're if they're planning for this season they'll they'll want to make yeah. sure that all them sort of things are covered. Um, moving on to Division Two, man. Um, again, interesting uh, weeks fixtures with carried off against Glenn. Carried off obviously had all the county boys back. Um, how did it go out, Ronnie? Yes, carried off beat Glenn twelve uh, seven. Funnily, now James Guinness picked up an injury. At the start of the week, so he actually didn't play. Um, yeah. And I've seen just from looking at the, um, I don't think Ronan Beatty started the game either. So that was a big result for for carried off away to Glen because as you know yourselves, it's a really difficult place. They make it very hard for you. That they they play their pitch well. Yeah, their, their system is is very well set up, and we we've highlighted and you have highlighted quite a lot. Matty Bagnell and, and Jack McCartan the way they're playing. Again, by by all accounts, them boys. Were the main scores again for um, Glenn? So a five-point victory, no goals conceded. Again, just an hour, two points back on there. They've, they've bounced back well. They've, they've picked up two wins since their, their only defeat till on rake. So I'd say that the boys in Cardiff will be pretty happy with that. And Cardiff had a competitive goalkeeping situation as well, Ronnie. Yeah, Young Hines obviously he's in the county squad. He would be. Um, he's in now this year. Obviously, like Darren Ross was the under twenty keeper last year, and he's a real good goalie. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, yeah. so there's good competition for places there, and probably young Ross would probably be thinking himself, probably looking at it that if he was maybe carried off number one, he probably would have had a chance to be be Downs number two this year. So yeah. maybe give him a wee bit of a spur as well. It gives everybody the boys getting called up this year by Tally. It gives everybody a wee bit of spur who maybe thought they're on the periphery of things a bit, maybe just to push themselves a bit more for club. Um, what about yourselves against Leitrim now? That was, I already highlighted it before, that was a real four-pointer with Leitrim getting uh, the more established boys back on board and you just had a great win. Yeah, um, we, we did have a good result now. It was probably the best football we, we played this year. Um, to be fair, to be fair now, we, we had everybody back. It was the first time we, we were only missing one young lad, uh, Mark McGrady's away to New Zealand now for a couple of months. So he was the only one that that was missing from our, our panel that we had available. Um, and the boys played very, very well. They put up some great scores. Um, Kieran Harney was back and him and young Rory Hurd played awfully well. They must have scored maybe eight or nine points between them in the first half alone. Um, and big Rory Mullen and uh, Cahill Arnold. Were, were brilliant in the middle of the field. Cahill Arnold ended up getting a goal. Cahill's probably been arguably our best player this year. So they, they had a great game in the middle of the field, the two of them. Um, launch pad for most of our attacks. Well, he's the left footed player, is he? Cahill, Cahill's left footed, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He, can, he, can take a, he can take a shot like a candy. He's, he's some dig on him. Uh, he's a great, uh, great feat. Funny, um, we, we played Cahill yeah. off there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the great Sean O'Neill was at it. And he watched the match now and carried off obviously beat us by uh, a, a good scoreline. But uh, Sean O'Neill said that the, the Sokol midfielder was the best he'd seen um, in the last 20 years of, of county football so, or club football. So um, when somebody like that acknowledges you, you know you're, you've got something about you. Um, mm-hmm. But he is playing well now in fairness to Cahill. He's a, he's a talented footballer. Um, but Leitrim, as you said there, Leitrim's starting to get boys back. They had a massive result against Savile. On Monday night, so it was two games in a week's pretty tough at, at that level, especially boys maybe just coming back trying to get their fitness again. But Mihal McCartan, um, 
Liam Doyle came back on a couple of games on both games last week, and Conor McGregor came back and I got a, probably the winning goal um, against um, Savile on, on Monday night. He came on and mm-hmm. um, he scored one one I think in the last ten fifteen minutes. So he's going to be a big big plus for him getting back. Now he he unfortunately picked up an injury I think for the under twenty, so he wasn't fit to play against us. But the rest was there, and Big Name Middleton was back as well. So um, it's good to get them boys back, and, and Leighton will probably be looking to get them boys back as, as often now as possible and start to build on that. Yeah, because you know the games are going to be coming in uh, thick and fast, and, and it's it's just whether Leighton are going to run out of out of time, really. Well, this is it. The year is very very tight at the bottom. Like if you, if you take a look at that bottom there, there's there's five teams within three points of each other. You know what I mean? So. It, like one win really brings you up and said so that's probably where it goes to you start looking you and I just sort of maybe concentrate maybe too much on it but the uh, yeah. you'll you'll see teams around you you pick up a win on a Friday night you maybe go out you're out of the bottom four and next sudden results don't go your way and all of a sudden you may be bottom of the league never mind in the bottom four again so it's very very yeah. tight there in the bottom of division two so Leighton will, will be looking to get maybe a result now in the next couple of weeks and, and just start to kick on from that in the second half of the league well, and that concludes our part one. Join us for part two, folks, where we'll be going through Division One. Welcome back. Um, we're going to preview or recap, sorry, the Division One results. Um, Sam Ga, you were there on Thursday. Yeah, we were. We were indeed, John, yeah. Um unfortunately on the on the wrong end of a of a one pint defeat, yeah. Then Ballyhold. That's correct, yeah. Uh-huh. Um actually me and me, Ronan, were at the game, so uh be interesting to just hear your thoughts um <laughs> on it um, uh what conclusions just came from it. Um I mean, to be quite honest, Viggy, uh, by all accounts, talking to, you know, some some reserve people over the weekend, um, you know, naturally extremely disappointed uh, given the way we played probably in the first 15 or so minutes. We we, we, we had a, a, five, a, a five point lead uh, built up and Things were going okay. Um, Ballyholland rallied, as you would expect. Ballyholland been a, a tough tough nut to crack. They rallied and, and chipped in with two or three points towards the end of the first half. Um, and and we're, we're, you know, let, 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 let's let's look at it in the broader context. Ballyholland had a lot of chances in, in the first half. Um, we have watched the game back um, numerous, numerous times and... Uh, you know, it sort of flattered us maybe a wee bit going in uh, at halftime winning, to be honest with you. And uh, the, the second half, you know, we, we were five points up, they came back. We were a point up, they came back. You know, so for the neutral, um, maybe yourself and Roney, to me it was a, a cracking game of football um, with, with, with good performances and good displays. Uh, by by both sets of teams, a couple of individuals. Out, 
Stone Ronnie Stone, how, how did you how did you feel uh, watching the game? I was just looking to see if Sammy reading my notes because that's more or less what I had wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I here I can see all them notes that you have here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you had to hit nail on the head, Sammy. I thought our server started very very well. James Rice in particular, I really like him. I, I watched him a couple of times. He's a great defensive midfielder. But him and Johnny Connolly and, and um, Keelan Mooney were, were causing all sorts of bar in around the middle. Um, and they were getting all, starting a lot of attacks. And, and then, obviously, the boys were putting them away. But as, as you say there, like Ballyholland were always creating chances. Funny, I was just taking notes on the night. But the first first five attacks for Ballyholland all dropped into Johnny Parr's hands or he, he punched them all out. And yep. immediately afterwards, or, or just before it, Restrever went up and scored. So Restrever were extremely clinical um, to start with. But they probably, is, as Sammy says there, they were probably cautious that Ballyhoon were always creating chances. Um, the two great goal chances in the first half, Johnny Parr made a, a great save from uh, Shimi Lochran after a mistake by James Rice. And also, um, Jarliff Farr made a great block from Tieran Rush. Um and Tieran Rush in particular, I thought he was outstanding. I've watched him a couple of years ago, and I've watched probably been lucky enough to see him once a year. I think he's as good a young forward and and down. I really do, and he he, he caused Strever a lot of trouble in the second half and a lot in the first half as well. He was, he was having a bit of bother with his freeze, Ronnie too, wasn't he? He did. I. That's what the a couple of them were the ones that dropped in the first half, but then. Yeah. Um, even young young Lockern missed a couple too. They were just putting them either side of the post or, or dropping them short. But in the second half, they they sort of everything just sort of clicked for them. They had maybe a, a purple patch of fifteen twenty minutes where it just went really right for them. Um, I think what was instrumental in the second half from Ballyholland, uh, Restrever went four up, and if Restrever had got the next score, that was a game over, I think. But Joe Murphy. Started to orchestrate things, and you notice whenever there's kickouts or anything, he go on the weakest player in the air. And there was a very good tactic that that Ballyhone have. Then he'll stand maybe out in the wing, and you know Liam Coulter looked ahead him every time. Yeah, he's good in the air too. Yeah. He's good in the air too. Joey is like, um, yeah. as you say, but even at the end of it, like the Trevor had a lot of chances. Um, Keelan Mooney probably was slightly wasteful a couple of times in the second half that maybe just, sometimes maybe he was just trying to do things maybe the R boys weren't expecting and they weren't just coming off, but he, he kicked one wonder score. I thought that won it. I think that was to put his one up at the at the end, was it, Sammy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we went one up and, uh, I, you know, we, we, we sort of, I, I think as far as I can remember, uh, Ballyholland came down the field, hit a wide, and then and then we had a kick out, which uh, I actually think it was Joe Murphy. And 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 as you rightly said, Rony, um, I I thought Joe Murphy had a had a fantastic game. You know, I think probably over the period of the, over the period of the the hour, I think he possibly plucked out, you know, eight or eight or nine balls out of the air. Um, and and it's fielding. I think he 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 scored a cracking point. It possibly would have been towards the tail end of the first half, where yeah. he uh, he you know again he won the ball, and you know that's what we would encourage our boys to to run into the space if if the space is there for you. And 
Joe Joe done that and, and, and took a great score and, and a very you know what would you say a rousing score to go in at half time um, look you know we were confident in our own ability to come out in the second half and, and, and match Ballyhone but but you know you have to give it to Ballyhone they they matched us they look they're you know, some, sometimes when you look at a league table and you see where they are and you see, you know, who, who's beaten them and what they've conceded and everything else. But let's bear in mind, um, and even, you know, Hollow spoke about it and Stevie Poacher reiterated it the same. You know, these guys, Ballyhole, they've nothing to lose, they've no fear. They're bringing in young young kids um, who are confident in their own ability. They will make mistakes. But the thing about it is, you know, if they make mistakes and if they're pointed out to them and if they learn from the mistakes, well, they're not going to do them anymore. And and it certainly was evident in the second half uh, because we capitalised on on some mistakes that 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 Ballyhone obviously made in the first half. And yeah, you know, let, let let's be fair that in, in the second half they were few and far between. And you know, like don't get me wrong, we we were extremely annoyed. Uh, to lose the game, there's no two ways about it. Just on that, um, I didn't watch the game and that there. He's made uh, substitutions towards the end, and you know, hindsight or you know, what was the thinking behind you know making the substitutions? It's, it sort of disrupted Jews rather than disrupted Ballyhone, and it's you no know, disrespect to the boys that are coming in. Um, but it, it seemed to be like the, the main players, Damian McGee had only, after scoring a wonder point out the left, James Rice, big man, you know, was taken off. Um, I can't remember who the other one was. Uh, Tomas Mahal, maybe it was. You know, big physical men, and maybe, you know, looking back, uh, making three so uh, quick fire just didn't help you. Uh, no, I, I would disagree with you on that, for you, to be honest with you. Um, um... Like, I mean, I'm part of the management and them switches we felt uh, were were needed to, one, to freshen things up, two, to, uh, like, we, we have guys busting their backside three, four times a week. Um, we, we would be confident bringing any player on, to be honest with you, Figgy. You know, that, that that's why we have, mm-hmm. we have a big panel and... Uh, you know, guys that are impressing in the, the reserves uh, week in, week out, you know, we, we, have, we have no issue in, uh, in, in bringing them guys on. Um, you know, if, look, yeah, it's been it's been said to me, it's been said to some of the players, um, you know, that why were them changes made? Um, we, we've already gone over why the changes were made. Um, you know, and like, to be honest with you, um, I'm sure some of the guys were out at the weekend and look, there's many a game, many a game that has been one sitting in front of a paint and on a high stool um, by so-called uh, supporters, you know, but we would, when we have the guys in and we're training and we're working on things and everything else uh, and it's saying that the guys take on board what we're saying um, and believe you me, the changes have been made. We had no issue in making them. It was to freshen things up. Some guys had put in a really big shift. And, um, you know, that, that's that's what happens. Look, Feggy, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it works for you. 
and sometimes it doesn't. Um, yeah, I'll finish my fight. Did we lose the game yeah. on, on a last Thursday night by making them changes? Absolutely not. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rory, just on your uh, you know, experience as well with, with uh, substitutions now, do you already have your predetermined situa- like changes in mind or is it... Uh, oh, I don't think you could. You maybe have boys you'd like to get game time, but as uh-huh. Sammy says there, like, Sammy's hitting me on the head there. Like, you, you know the boys are training well, and, and you'll always get it. Even if you, you win a game, you'll probably still get why did that boy come on or not. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, it, fans don't see or supporters don't see what the work that young fellas do and extra gym sessions and everything, and, and trying to implement what you're doing and. and on a Monday or Wednesday or whenever you might train on the pitch, so you like you know boys are going well and training, or boys have had maybe a, a good Wednesday night, and you think God he's in a bit of form, or maybe throw him in, or someone's needed at, at different times, depending on how the game goes. You can never really plan. In hindsight, you can you maybe say at the end of it, God I could have done this here, done that, but it all depends how the game's going, as, as you both know yourselves. And the the one thing I would say I thought about them, um, I wouldn't even. Not as much as Trevor changes. I thought young Ryan Connolly when he came on for Ballyholm was excellent. Yeah. Um, I had him a couple of years ago. Uh, the development squad, my first development squad, I was on when he was only fourteen, and he he came on and he always had ability, but he was always a bit of harder harder work than some of the other boys. But I'll tell you, he he came on and I thought he really changed the game. He, he kicked two wonderful scores and he set up Tieran Rush for the the Argo. I thought he was good now. Um. I really thought he he was a game changer, and I thought young Billy Campbell come into the game brilliant as well. The, the thing about them Bally Holden boys, and we've touched on it, you're not just throwing in young fellas. Do you know what I mean? There's different between throwing in young fellas, but the, these young fellas won a um, a minor championship last year, so they're yeah. using confidence. They're, they're, you're bringing in winners, um, and a, a senior setup. You're not just bringing in boys that have played a couple of years at minor level. So they're full of confidence. These young fellas, and, and results like Thursday night will only bring them on even more. Well, it was a massive result for Byholm, man, looking at the, at the results, because Byrne had a, had a massive win against Castlewell. Goku, uh, same against Bransford. Um, Mayor Bridge, uh, another big win against St. Patrick. So, you know, that was much needed by Byholm. It was, yeah. Um, Castlewell probably didn't get a good result at all. I think Byrne started well. And in fairness, from, from talking to a couple of Castlewell men at the weekend, they were they were saying that like Burn probably took points when when goals were on as well, so that scoreline could have been a lot worse by um a lot. I think Liam Kerr was was at the centre of most things for for Burn, um mm-hmm. and likewise with Kilku. I was talking to uh, Michael Keane, he was saying that Kilku were were excellent on the night, um and Brainsford had a strong enough panel out, and it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't too many changes. I think Brainsford were near its full strength, but. He's he's talking um, about young Sheelan Johnston. He says he says he's a super talent coming through you. So, um, Kilku are changing their team a, a lot on a, on a weekly basis. But some of these young fellas again, they're 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 proving talented young fellas. They're they're really stepping up to to senior level. Yeah, Figgy, um, just, Ronan, no fair play, Ronan. No, I'll tell you, Figgy, just just on that. I mean, you know, Kilku, uh, you know. As, as Roni was saying, he was talking to Kicker, and Kilcoo uh, are changing their team around on a on a weekly basis, and they're giving they're giving guys a chance. As Roni says, guys that are maybe you know impressing for the reserves or busting their balls and training on Wednesday night and putting 
the effort and uh-huh. you know and like let's let's bear in mind let's bear in mind that Kilku went up to Ballyhole and were turned over as well. Um uh-huh. you know, so so as I say it, it, it's like everything else. Um you know, just as regards making a switch or making a change or, or, or throwing a guy in and you know, seeing 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 how things go. You know, what what down to one Null Ireland in ninety four if Kieran McCabe hadn't come off the bench in Celtic Park, did that change? I've had, I've had, I've had a nerve here, Sammy, have I? I've had a nerve here. We've, we've moved on from that, Sam. Oh well that's that, that's fair enough. I just want I just want to get that split anyway, you know. <laughs> No, but uh, you should be doing a championship I, preview, and Sammy will still be ringing up that point. <laughs> <laughs> These Castlewell um, boys—they're—they're—they're they're not getting out their their top fifteen, and then Patrick are going to be targeting them now, aren't they? Um, you'd think so. Um, Patrick took a big defeat as well to to, to Mayor Bridge and. Young, young Corey Quinn scored two eleven. It was it was the talk of the week, yeah, and that, that's some shooting. And RGU themselves only scored two thirteen, so like he 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 caused some some damage to them last Friday night. But RGU's gonna have, they're gonna have to get somebody caught. Sorry, like he had the hand all the four goals yeah. as well. So you know, it was sort of like the Patrick are sort of chasing their tails a bit here. Yeah, well, they'll they'll be looking there. They they need to catch somebody that they're caught adrift a wee bit. They're they're two wins really from away from Castlewell and um, Brainsford and and Ballyholen are on, on four points as well. So I'm not sure how them head to head's gone. Well, obviously there'll be no head to head Barge and and Harp. So I'm not sure how they done with Brainsford, but they'll they'll need at least two wins to to get themselves into that playoff already. So like you say, there there's a couple of boys maybe heading away for the summer as well. So. They'll really need to just regroup now and, and and start pushing to try and chase a couple of them teams. What um you know by all accounts, the Patrick are, are like you know they're training tough. They they seem to be going hundred miles an hour and they're not they're not getting the results. You know, so it's just about where do they go from here? Samuel Samuel will tell you. Rony, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what it's going to ultimately bore down to uh, within the next six to eight weeks. It's gonna it's gonna actually factor two things. Um, and one thing is now thankfully the championship has been put back obviously to, to August, which might keep players uh at home. Um but I mean, like we, we all know the, the lure of the the attractiveness of going to America if you're a student, um, to get a couple of pounds in your back pocket to play for a county team over there. That that's one that's one thing that you know if 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 a team is struggling at the foot of the division, you know fellas, fellas are sort of looking around and going here. What have I got lined up for the summer? I'm finishing my exams, blah blah blah. And you get a knock on the door, or your phone goes. Like like, what do you do? The second thing, a lot will depend on how far down progress in the qualifiers because. You know, let, let, let's take one match, for example. Carried off against the Kingdom uh, a couple of Friday nights ago when, when obviously carried off for missing their five county players and Rick turned them over. Now, a lot can happen. 
a lot can happen within the next six to eight weeks. If Down have a prolonged, uh, you know, stint in the qualifiers, I, I think, I think you know, reading into some of the matches now that the county players have been involved in, and you look, maybe, hopefully, I think, I mean, fingers crossed, it would be great to see Down progress so far in the qualifiers. Hopefully, even to the Super Eights, you never know on the day that could happen. But I mean, county players missing off any of any team. Be it Division One or Division Two is going to play a big part uh, within the next six to eight weeks, I think. No, um, there, there are two two big points. Like that, they're they're really true, and it probably as you boys have highlighted a lot. Like a lot of teams now are have got young fellas in, or they're giving young fellas a chance. So, like teams that will these young same young fellas that are getting senior football now are probably good enough to go over to America or probably in university, as you said, Sammy, and probably will be getting offers. So. Like, there's probably more of a chance now where it will have a detrimental effect in a lot of clubs. Um, yeah. And I know with a couple of boys around, obviously up around down Paddock area, um, I think young Ocean McCombie's left, he's away to Boston there last last week as well for Dara Cross, so he'll be a big loss for them immediately. So that could only be the start of it. So luckily enough, we've took passports off all Saul boys at the start of the year. That was part, <laughs> that was part of pre-season training. Is that why Willie Clark was handing out Irish passport forms all round down Patrick and saw this past couple of weeks? Vote <laughs> <laughs> one, Clark. <laughs> and lads, the, the, the point against Clondoff, um, a great game by all accounts, and you know, Clondoff keep on winning. Um, yeah, Clondoff's going very, very well. Um, He's, he's touched on it there. I think they've only lost one now. Um, and they are, they are top of the league. Um, Apparently, Ross Carr, Ross Carr was uh, superb um, in this match. I think he's playing mid, midfield and uh, by all accounts, you know, again, another man of the match performance from him. Yeah, very, very good. Like, they, they have a game in hand there as well. So, like, if they were to win that game in hand and just by looking at it, they're... RGU probably played the same amount of game, so if that game in hand was against RGU, they'd probably be fancying their, their chances to, to win that game. Um, like that could put them, they're, they're home to Browns for this week, so that, that, that could put them maybe a couple of points clear, and probably that'll be something they're, they're maybe targeting to get the confidence up going into a championship, but like they, there's a lot of good footballers. We, we always touch on that, there's a lot of good footballers in Clondoff. You, you said Ross Carr, apparently they've been having very good we touched on Aidan last time playing centre half forward. Uh, Finborn McConville still there, Arthur McConville, Stephen McConville, they're a couple of Higgins. You know, they're littered with, with good footballers and they really seem to have now got a system in place where it's working. The boys are working very hard, they're very fit and they, they're, they're, they're going well. And long may it continue because the, the longer maybe clubs like that go in, it just brings down football on a lot better as well and it makes for a real more interesting championship too coming. Mm hmm. And that's it, lads, for part two. Uh, join us after break for part three, where we preview some of the games and maybe some will get over the substitution saga. <laughs> Welcome back to part three. Rony, the big one, uh, your old team, the Connacht against Bally Martin. Uh, Bally Martin need to get the points, but it's it's going to be tough. Um, I think there's a few missing. Um, yeah, well, obviously the, the boys have been missing. Um, probably will, 
just come a bit too soon for him. Like, but good news around the club there was Cahill Doyle back training um, during the week, so that'll give the boys a lift. Um, they they just need something. They need to get a result. Um, a couple of poor poor results there from they'll, they'll not be happy with. Um, and they are just missing. Like, I told you the last time about young Paul Quinn was was going well. Even he's injured now. Do you know what I mean? So. They just can't seem to just get a break and, and get a few boys um, back playing. And I think once they do, they'll get out of it. But they're probably, unfortunately, cut, cut well adrift at the minute from from the top half of the league. So at the minute, they, they'll need to beat Ticonet just to get themselves clear of Addy Call and Bosco, who are only a point behind them. Um, otherwise, they could find themselves in the bottom three, which they're far too good for, for that. But they just need to get everybody back, first of all. I'm trying to ban our, our playing at a call this week, Ronnie. And how do, how do you think that? Yeah, playing a banner. Now, again, we, we we touched on it last time that there are a couple of boys coming back and they're starting to strengthen a bit. Um, Clan Abana going down to to Banbridge is always a, a real difficult place. So, but Addy Call went and, and we're very close to getting a result against Anna Clone a couple of weeks. Addy Call just haven't really surprised me because I, I generally thought they were going to go well this year. Um. And I, I, like John Gaff, pro, from what I hear, and disposed of them easily enough on on last Friday night. Probably missed a few chances as well, John Gaff. So, Clannabana, if they win that, that's that's three in a row, which which brings you well up the table. The last time I was on, they were they were in the bottom four. Now that'll take them up to the top three if they, they win that. So, or the top four, sorry. And do you think? Do you think now? Uh, that we are seven, eight games in that that teams are getting stretched a wee bit. You know, they're they're maybe their panels have been cut down significantly. Oh, there's probably a couple of factors like this. Again, you know, maybe could tie in with the fact that there's a lot of young fellas maybe just not conditioned to to senior level football. You boys will know yourselves. You play week in, week out. It's it is hard hitting at your respective leagues, and I just know from like even our boys this year like. You play a good hard-hitting game on a Friday night. It takes even a young fella maybe to the following Wednesday before they're fully, fully ready to go again, and yeah. then they're you're asking them to go again in our forty-eight hours. So we we niggling injuries like that. There's not too many sort of serious injuries. Touch wood for for most clubs. It's all is just like sort of hamstring strains or quad muscles or groins or calves or maybe just even sore shoulders. There's a lot more shoulder injuries that I I've noticed this year as well. Boys sort of coming off for a couple of weeks with damaged shoulders, so it it is hard hitting leagues, and probably these younger fellas maybe are a couple of years off just proper conditioning for for their leagues. Yeah, um, just as you say that about the hard hitting leagues, the second division, Rony, um, Sammy, it just seems to be dog eat dog. Like there again, it's a big important week for teams at the bottom, teams at the top. Yeah, well, you look. Tolly Lish will be looking to play on Rake. Now, Tolly Lish, um, if you can remember, I said a couple weeks ago that they're starting to get boys back now. That they were they were beating Dara Cross from what I hear for the entire game. Um, I think it was seven two at half time in Dara Cross, which is an awful place to go and try and get a result. Um, yeah. And then we 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 were lucky to get a point against them up in Tolly Lish a couple of weeks ago. So. And then Leitrim only got a point against them as well. So they're starting to pick up results now, Tylex. They're starting to get boys back. And they'll be looking, I'm reckoning not just fancy going up there for the first time in a couple of years. And Breda Place and John's, and another 
massive, massive game and in ourselves we're away to Savile. So like they're all all big big games week in, week out. But to be honest with you, I, like I love it. Like, this is what even when you get beaten at like I actually it's from a coach's point of view it's brilliant because if you make a mistake you get punished do you know what I mean and that's what you want do you know you don't yeah. want to be making mistakes and boys not fit to, to punish you you, you want to make a mistake because it makes training far more important as well and I, I've noticed that ourselves that we made a couple of mistakes against Ty Lish up and Ty Lish and they punished us both times with goals or points and like I came off the field out with the result and I said to Donny at the time I said this is what you want do you know what I mean you you make a mistake, you get punished for it. It makes better players, better decision-making players as well. And what about, it is start games, isn't it, this week? Hearing, yeah, now there, there's a game tonight to play Wicklow, so I don't know. We, we've heard reports that there's a start game, and I've heard reports that there may be boys um, off um, the restricted list, uh, maybe just the top 25, so okay. we'll not fully know until maybe tomorrow, but um, from our point of view, probably we'll be looking at um, hoping at least one of the boys will be able to play, never mind both of them. And Sammy, the second division, um, I know it's going to be carried off to win it. You know, it's going to be theirs, there to lose. No pressure on carried off. But at the bottom end of the table, it seems to be wide, wide open. Yeah, we've, we've, we've talked about this before. Um, you know, you look at the teams that have gone down the previous year from Division 1 and in a lot of people's minds they're ah they'll go straight back up again we, we, you know we, you just look at the two teams that went down last year uh, Savile and the Kingdom and sometimes it's it's you, you have teams that will lift their game knowing that the team they're playing were in Division 1 last year Maybe you have teams that lift their game because they see one or two county guys coming in or ex-county guys coming coming onto the field. Um, it, it, look, look at it, it is as Rooney said there. A lot will depend on on from what I heard this evening. Uh, apparently, it's going to be twenty-six of a pound that Down are going to draw up, and uh, the rest of the guys are are, are free to play. Um, so again. You know, a lot will depend on who's available, who's not available. Um, but as I say, you know, it, it is, it's, it's too close to call. I mean, look, one week, you know, you could be sitting on two or three points. You get, look look at Breda. You know, we touched on Breda uh, we're, we're, we're under Boonte. The first couple of games, they, I think they took a tanking against uh, Carrie Duff. Um, and yeah. and, and they, they were struggling. And now, granted, okay, they went in a run. They, I think, the three victories in a row. Um, and maybe, obviously, it's like every other club that I've got county man Connor Francis has left. He's come back. You know, they've won a game. Maybe they've lost a couple. Look, to me, it's how you replace these guys. Can you replace them? Is there guys to? Do you rejig your team around? Do you change your 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 pattern of play? Your your approach? Your style of play? Um, to compensate the guys that, that are off um, and, and it's how you adapt to that and what, what you will find is you know in, within the next number of weeks uh, the teams that are performing well A, they might not have county guys playing B, they've adapted they've you know changed their style of play to compensate for 
a county player who's missing, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, and especially with uh, second division teams, they are so reliant on these county players. Like Savile will not be the same team without Pat Haven. Uh, so, Ronan, you might have got Savile on, on a good week. Ah, uh, well, as I said to you last time, we're always going to be underdogs going into every game, do you know what I mean? And, and Savile, as you say, will not be as good without Pat Haven, but likewise, I think Saul won't be as good without Kieran Harney or, or Pierce Laverty. So, it, there is pros and cons to, to everything, is how you approach them. But um, as, as Sammy says, there, like when it, it's it's going to come down to you'll know you'll know in a month how, how where the county's at if they're still in or they're out, and you'll you'll know if boys are away or not. You'll you'll have a good idea of what your champ or your team's going to be for the summer. Um, as as it looks now, the, the I mean, leagues are going to turn. Just on that point, sorry, just on the point that Sammy was saying there, you know, with you missing maybe two. One to county man. Do you change your approach, or is it you just get the the replacements um, in? To be honest with you, no. no we, we probably try to stay the same in, in, in fairness. Um, we, we sort of found uh, with Saul, we're a better team when we attack. Do you know what I mean? So like, we're actually the second highest scoring team in in the league, um, in Division Two. But mm-hmm. we're, we're probably shipping. Too much from what we what we like, and that's why we're losing games. But um, you probably play to your strengths. Do you know what I mean? And as a as a rule, we have got lively lively players who, who like to attack. Um, and, and we probably no matter who will play, we'll we'll go that way. Um, we've we've took a couple of beatings, but we we missed again. I told you the Breda game. We we missed an awful lot of players, but we still tried to keep the same way, and it keeps your training consistent as well. Do you know what I mean? At least you know what you're training on. Everybody's doing yeah. the same things, and it's just player for player. Then somebody has to come in and, and do the job that somebody else was doing the previous week. Um, but I can see, I can definitely see if you've got a big enough panel or you've got different players to suit. Certainly, I can see merit and, and changing stains and styles to do that. But um, probably with Saul, we we just like to, to attack the game and see how we get on. And that's part one of this week's show, folks. Um, the next episode will be part two, where we continue the debate with Ronan and Sammy on some of the main talking points this week. So if you'd like to just jump on to the next episode, um, and thank you very much for your continued support. And if you'd like to get in touch with the show, send me a message or email us at loadofballs01 at gmail.com. See you at the next episode.